0: I as part of the Labour election launch, uh, they rolled out the promise of free dental care for some, of course, but you will need to be uh, patient. The last of it doesn't arrive until 2026. Minister of Health, Aisha Berils, with us. Good morning. Good morning, Mike. The costing seems a little unclear in lightness. How much is the bill for this?
1: Uh, for the dental policy for under 30s, over the forecast period, it'll cost 30, $38 million.
0: It's not the end of the world, isn't it? Why haven't you done it six years ago?
1: Oh, look, there's been a lot of different priorities for our health system, including the health reforms and fighting, fighting COVID. Uh, now, as our health reforms are, in com- are, are complete, we have the opportunity to start reorientating our system towards those things that keep people well and out of hospital. And this is a key one.
0: Are your reforms complete when Omaru isn't open and Middlemore's in danger and the very Palmerston North's a chaotic mess?
1: We have the main structures for the health reforms in place, including having set up Te But indeed, those sorts of things about the service level improvements we want to make, improving the sustainability of services and the workforce and reorientating the system to provide services in the community, like free dental that keep people out of hospital. That is the next step that we're now able to take because structures are right.
0: What's the main problem with the dental uh, being so long to put in place? Is it the money and or or the people who we don't have?
1: It's the workforce. We need to make sure that we're both uh, identified all the capacity we have within our existing workforce and that we, if necessary, have sourced other workers from overseas and started training for the future because, of course, we have ambitions of extending it beyond this.
0: Why didn't you start that in 2017 so you're set to go now then?
1: Yeah, as I said, you know, the Labor Party is one that has a vision for our. Pa- for our country, of a health system that keeps you well and out of hospital, and we did other things as well. We fought COVID, and we kept the um, and we developed a new mental health service in the community that's now seen over a million people. Now is a time where we can take another ambitious step in terms of expanding our health system with free dental for under thirty.
0: Is it that ambitious?
1: Yeah, I think it is. It is a fundamental change in what we see the responsibility of the public health system to be by moving from 18 to 30 as your eligibility for free dental care. I think it's a big step and one that, but, but one that we have been careful to make sure we can do over the three-year period.
0: That's the problem. See, we're not even in, we haven't even voted yet, and the last of this doesn't come in until 2026, which is in the middle of the next campaign. I mean, that's a ludicrous rollout.
1: No, it won't be in the middle of the next campaign. It'll be in July, and the under-23-year-olds will be eligible by the 25th, uh, by, by July 2025. So it is a staged rollout, and we do just need to make sure that we have all the people in place to look after the up to 800,000 people who, who would benefit from it.
0: The, if, if you want to roll it out wider, why, do you, why don't you means test it?
1: Yeah, this is a group in which the uptake, even for high-income people in this age group, the people in their 20s, uptake of dentistry is really low. So there is potential for people to benefit across the system. But, Mike, I think as a point of principle... If you get a cancer or a stroke and you're a wealthy person, yeah. we don't need to test that treatment. So that's why true. should dental be
0: any different? Well, because dental's not as serious as a stroke or cancer. I mean, cleaning your teeth really not that important, and you can look after it for yourself. And if you're a high-income person and you can't afford 120 to $150 once a year, twice at most, then that's on you, isn't it?
1: we're talking about people in their 30s so those of them who are in, who have higher incomes are probably still only just getting started in employment and have a lot of other financial pressures uh, on them but uh, just to be clear looking after your teeth and getting an annual dental check is really important yeah. it prevents it prevents tooth decay but also over a quarter of people who come to hospital needing a complicated dental uh, surgery are in that age group, in in their 20s. Uh, So it shows the importance of really starting with this population. Let me
0: read you a text I got. It says the New Zealand Dental Council do not have their own accreditation exams for immigrants outside the Commonwealth. They're using Canada's exam process since 2016. Is that true?
1: Yeah, look, I am not aware of that, but I, I can look into it. But the issue for the Dental Council is they... Uh, are taking an enabling approach to make sure that we have the staff we need in New Zealand. They have a lot of uh, innovative ideas about how can, we can have new roles in dentistry to make our care more uh, more efficient and I, I think uh, that is a key part of how we develop the dental services we want for people including through expanding free dental.
0: Alright, appreciate your time Aisha Beryl Aisha Beryl I'm getting that wrong. I still get it wrong. I don't know why I get it wrong. It's Aisha, Aisha, it's Aisha. I keep saying the wrong. That's schedule. the short-term
1: memory loss, probably caused by Bored uh, dental hygiene, perhaps. It probably
0: is. It's a, it's it's a, uh, I was at the dentist the other day. Is am I being unfair? Hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty dollars once a year, which is what you're dealing with, with a you know with a classic checkup. Is that for a thirty-year-old, as she puts it, in a high as a high-income earner? Is that is that on you, or is that on the state forever?